0: Hello? Sorry, we can't come to the phone right now. It's girls night. It's girls night. Girls night. Girls night.
1: Girls night. Hey girlies. Welcome back. It's Shawnee And it's Adela. And this is girls, girls night. night. We're your besties that give you the real deal on all those uncomfortable issues most people don't like to talk about. Today's episode
0: is about unlearning traumatic habits and cultural taboos with a little bit of a discussion on old-fashioned mindsets and traditions that we left
1: behind. But first, how was your week? My week has been good, but how about you? You get a little bit into your week because I can't even think about what happened this week for me. No, same. Me too. I literally can't even remember what happened this week. What happened
0: this week? I feel like my my days have just been surrounded by babies that aren't my own. So like, there's so many people around me that have had babies. So I've been like watching babies and around babies. And it's a very exciting time. And I feel like the babies are all teaching me so much about like the newborn stage. So it makes me more excited to have my own babies one day. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I really like. It's just babies and businesses and babies and family and It's been good. It's been really rainy, which is annoying because it's been raining for, I think, like five days straight and it's getting to me and my mood. (laughs) Like today, I just have been so tired all day for no reason because there's literally no reason for me to be so tired. I haven't done anything that takes a lot of effort. So that's pretty much it. Babies and family.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I definitely feel you on the weather changing affecting my mood because now... Now that it's really cold outside, I don't want to do anything, which is exactly what we were trying not to do for this change in season, but it's so difficult to get not get into like a slump it with it being so damn cold, but trying trying to stay productive as best as I can.
0: I was talking to somebody this weekend about about that about like um how the weather affects your mood. And she was saying how she had like a 12-step like guide to how to make herself feel better. And some of the things on her list were like pottery and um like trying to do pottery because she's never done pottery before and like painting and, you know, setting time aside to do things that she loves, which I think is a really good good idea and good thing to do.
1: That definitely sounds really good. Getting yourself involved in different activities to stay awake and motivated. um. And try to stay out of bed and not into a full-blown depression.
0: No, and I feel like I've definitely been trying not to, like, let myself get there. Like, I've definitely been making an effort to, like, get up and clean the house and cook. And, you know, I have to get get out of the house to go to work, which I know you don't do anymore. So it's probably more difficult to get out of the house if you don't even have to get up to go to work. So I am, like, appreciative that I have to go to work, even if it's for, like, a few hours. Because um, that gets me out of the house and gets me kind of going, so... How do you get out of the house?
1: (laughs) Do you get out of the house? (laughs) I feel like I I do only to see people or to, like, do errands, which is the only way I get out of the house. But it's not all the time. Like, I'd probably say five or six days out of the week, I'm, like, in the house. Mm -hmm. And just either you know doing chores or you know doing work for the podcast or doing work for my jobs and that's really it like that's really my life. Yeah I think that this uh,
0: episode might be a little lengthy or um a little bit dramatic in a good way because it's kind of um very deep so I think we should just get straight into it.
1: Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are just two women providing personal opinions and experiences to help others. If you or someone you know is in need of urgent care, please contact official professionals. Suicide hotline and abuse hotline have been provided for you in the episode description.
0: Let's talk about some of like the inner work that we have done behind the scenes and therapy within ourselves that have gotten us kind of like to the point where we are in regards to traumatic habits that
1: we were taught as children when it comes to inner work, the inner work that I've done in therapy, and even the inner work that I've performed outside of therapy, reflecting on everything that I learned within therapy, I look back and I look at all of the bad coping mechanisms that my family and specifically my parents incorporated into my life. And it's not things that they knew that they were even doing. And that's majority of the time, that's how parents are, you know, they they teach you these coping mechanisms, they teach you these habits, these values, and they don't understand even the slightest things that they don't think are making a difference are really impacting children's lives very heavily. So for me, in my case, when it came to watching my parents resolve situations, when I was really young, they would cope with situations by walking away from one another. And growing up, now in my young adult years, I would incorporate that into the way that I resolved issues. I would just walk away. And I never understood why I would just walk away from conflict, why it was so easy for me to just rather decide, I want to go, I don't want to be here, I don't want to deal with this. And I never understood why until I took a step back and I reflected and I realized it's because that's how I was taught to deal with things. And it's not that they vocally said that to me. It's that I witnessed it as a child and I realized, wow, this is really how I was just used to coping with things. And it impacted my relationships, my Personal relationships with my friendships, romantic relationships, my work relationships. It was so easy for me to just say, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to walk out. And it wasn't until a few months ago, actually, where I took a step back and I talked to Adela. And I was dealing with something personal in my life. And I sat there and I said, I don't want to continue to do this. I don't understand why I continue to do this. I want to be better. I want to be better p- for my partner because they deserve better. And I sat there and I reflected and I was like, oh, I think it's literally because my parents would walk away from one another like it was nothing. And then they would come back like everything was perfect. And that's not how I want to be. That's not how I want to raise my children. That's not how I want to be for my partner. And it was until that moment that I broke free of that bad coping mechanism. And I think, like I said before, it happens a lot with parents. They teach you not knowing that they teach you, but just by you visualizing their patterns, the way that they cope and all of their, you know, values, the way they speak to one another, it really impacts the child so heavily, and they they have no idea.
0: The way that my parents' relationship works, I was always kind of like the mediator in their relationship, and I don't think that they meant for that to happen, of course, and like we said before, we don't blame our parents for, you know, trying their best, because I do believe that they tried their best with, what they knew at the time. But nonetheless, they did make mistakes and we did end up having to deal with things and are now having to um, decode all those things and move forward so that we can be better people. So one of the things that I've learned is that empaths are made, they're not born empathetic. So the way that I was raised and the way that I had to care for my parents' relationship in a way um, made me very empathetic for both of them it made me a very emotionally attached very sentimental person with my parents when it came to their relationship and then i learned how to read people's emotions and how to cope with adult emotions that weren't even my own now as an adult looking back at how empathetic i am and i've always i've always looked at it as like why am i like this like why do i care so much i wish i didn't care i wish i didn't get attached so quickly emotionally to people and that's also a reason why i try to keep an arm's length from a lot of people because I can very easily get attached. And I can sometimes I tell like Shawnee, like I can literally feel people's emotions. And to me that was always so annoying. But going to therapy and, you know, doing the work and reading the books and listening to the podcast, because inner work is not just done in therapy. It's done on your own time. The majority of it is done at your own time with you reflecting, with you talking to people, um, and reading and listening to podcasts and being truthful with yourself. So doing that. And talking to my therapist, I she has always told me, like, empathy, look at it as a superpower because not everybody can do it. Not everybody can be that way. And now that I see it that way, yes, I know now to, to keep my distance from people when it comes to certain things. Like, let's say something was going on in the family. I can 100% give all of myself to somebody. Or the family until the point that I will be completely drained emotionally because I'm giving all of my emotions to somebody else. So I have learned to kind of like lay low a little bit and be like, you can't, you, I'm here, I'm available, but I'm going to wait for you to reach out instead of me giving you everything at once. All that to say, like, you know, I feel like you learned from your child, child experience something that is looked upon as negative. And I learned something that is looked upon as positive because empaths are looked upon as positives. But to me, it was always a very annoying thing to be so empathetic, to be so emotionally attached, to be so emotionally understanding and aware it's always been so frustrating for me because i never knew how to how to deal with everybody's emotions all at once but now i do look at it as a superpower and i also know how to make sure that other people's emotions aren't overwhelming me
1: i'm just sitting here like so shook because of like just the 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 way that we speak now just the way that we've grown i'm just incredibly proud i'm sorry just a moment of realization okay so back to what i was originally gonna say (laughs) Um, I originally was going to say that I absolutely think that it is your superpower. It truly is. And I believe and love what you said before that. You have to be truthful with yourself when it comes to this journey of unlearning traumatic habits and, you know, cultural taboos and, you know, leaving all these old school traditions that you don't believe in anymore. You have to be truthful with yourself on this journey. And in order for you to learn on your journey, you have to unlearn like you are going to unlearn so many things in order to truly learn about yourself. And I I believe that strongly.
0: You really, really have to ask yourself the hard questions. And it's even hard to ask yourself those hard questions and come to a realization that you are not perfect. And then also come to a realization that a lot of the things that are wrong with you came from your parents, who were supposed to be people who were were meant to be perfect for you and care for you and do everything that was great for you. And um, sometimes it doesn't turn out being that way, even if it's not purposely. So it's hard to look back at that and, and be like, wow, like I didn't – not that this is my case, but I didn't get the care that I deserved or I didn't get it in the way that I think I should have. Asking yourself and, and talking to yourself and, and understanding yourself is, is hard. It's hard to get there. It's hard to – even sit down honestly sometimes and talk to your therapist and be brutally honest with them about things that you're ashamed of about things that happened to you about things that you have done.
1: It's hard. It's hard work. But at the end, you really do come out a better person. And therapy really taught me, you know, while doing the inner work that because I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, I grew up thinking that, you know, those mental disabilities were disabilitating me like mm. you know that they were bad they were negative you know they had all these negative connotations to having these diagnoses, and majority of hispanic families they don't really believe in them they don't think they exist they actually uh, there are a lot of people that you know hispanic inf- hispanic families that will say like you know no 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 existe like depression no, no existe, like, you know, go to church, you know, if, if you think you had to, if you're depressed, that means you need to be closer to God, that means that you're far away from him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they would say. And I grew up thinking like, it was such a taboo. Until I, you know, got into my young adult years, until I got into therapy, it, it wasn't until that point in my life that I realized these mental health disabilities were not disabilitating me. Like they were not negative things. These are things that people, regular people go through. It's it's part of life. These are things that exist. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, but
0: I think Hispanic people are ashamed of mental disorders or ashamed to not be okay. So they try their best to just sweep it under the rug or push it aside and pretend it doesn't exist, which a lot, my family did a lot growing up. They, they pretended problems didn't exist and, um, apologies weren't a thing in my household. We just kind of were mad at each other. And a couple of minutes later, we just moved on without talking about it. And we just went on with our lives. Like nothing happened. That's how I grew up. So go into therapy Was for crazy people. Like you had to have been crazy to go to therapy. Which is not the truth. It's not the case at all. I think that everybody should see a therapist. I say that to everybody. Everybody should see a therapist. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. But that's not the way that we
1: grew up. And we had to learn those things. You're definitely right. Everyone should go to therapy. I think therapy, like you said, is very beneficial to, you know, everyone. Because you don't want to just continue to speak about topics to your friends or... You know, you you probably there are a lot of people and probably, you know, some of you guys listening, you feel like there aren't people that are going to hear you out there aren't people that, you know, are going to understand where you're coming from. And a therapist would then be able to give you different perspective and honestly, an unbiased one, too. And they'd be truthful with you as long as you're being truthful with yourself. And I believe when you speak to a therapist, you get to have those tough conversations with them and with yourself. And it allows you to have tough conversations with your family members. And, you know, tell them about how you have to unlearn, you know, all these traumatic habits, and, you know, these childhood lessons that you learned, or old fashioned mindsets and traditions, you know, it it really opens up a lot of doors and a lot of possibilities for you
0: I remember starting to set boundaries with my family and how uncomfortable and unnatural that felt and how hard it was and I didn't understand for a long time what boundaries even were how do I set boundaries that doesn't exist in my family nobody has boundaries so learning what boundaries were and then learning how to implement those, how to implement those boundaries. Set a boundary and put your foot down and don't let them break your boundary because it's your boundary. It's what's going to be, it's what's going to be healthy for you. Like doing that, it makes you feel like, it makes you feel like the bad guy because you also have a family member saying, I'm sorry that I was so bad to you. I'm sorry I couldn't be better. I'm sorry that this, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. And all those, you know, fake apologies that aren't authentic because they don't understand what's going on sometimes those boundaries have to be forced upon them for your own well-being even if they don't understand it even if it's hard for them to grasp the concept you have to be very firm with what boundaries you set
1: you're right you should definitely be very firm with the boundaries that you set and i know that it becomes difficult especially dealing with the guilt that you feel after the guilt instantly trust me you know we've both felt it And we felt, you know, all of the guilt and all of the doubt and all of the questions like, oh my gosh, are we doing the right thing? You know, I don't want to hurt their feelings, you know, but it's about how you feel. It's about what's best for you. And I know that sounds selfish, but sometimes, especially when it comes to boundaries, you have to be a little selfish because you know what you need. Nobody else is going to provide you what you need unless you say it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Girls
0: Night Podcast underscore and on TikTok at Girls Night Podcast. You do feel very guilty because we've had these conversations before, and like you said, like I feel bad for hurting their feelings. I feel bad that they don't understand. But you're you're so right. Like no one else is going to care about your feelings like the way that you do. And even though they may be your parents or your siblings or your cousins or your aunts and uncles, your family member, they don't know what you need. You know what you need. And if that means set it stepping aside from them, if that means some distance, if that means I don't want to see you with this person around, you know whatever your boundary is, you have to you have to set it for yourself. you have to set it for your mental health as hard as that may be. I mean there's there's family that I'm not close with anymore, and as much as that hurts. It also has been so healthy for me and it has helped me grow. And and it's so much more beneficial for me to not be around those kind of people. I don't want to be around people who are toxic. I don't want to be around people who aren't good to me or good for me. I've learned to set boundaries and keep my distance from that energy. And it has been so beneficial to me. Like I said, as hard as it's been, as, as heartbroken as I was when I was setting those boundaries, as I'm sure they were also heartbroken when I set those boundaries with them. I
1: think when you look at every single thing that you learn as you grow, as you're on your, you know, your journey, your path, I think every single one lesson that you learn you unlearn three habits or childhood mindsets or traditions like you're leaving that behind I strongly believe that like every one thing that you learn every one step that you take is three things that you're erasing three things that you're unlearning from your past and I think that's how you get closer to the you that you're supposed to be
0: because as much as your parents tell you like you know, I'm going to raise you to be this way and that way. I'm going to raise you to be a polite young lady who goes to church. Um, sometimes we don't turn out to be those people. As much as they can try and push and force us to be a certain way, life takes you sometimes in different directions. And you end up learning who you actually are meant to be. And sometimes that ends up being very distant from what you grew up with in your household. And that's okay. And I remember telling my mom all the time when I was younger, like, you can teach your children as much as you want, but one day they're going to grow up and they're going to make their own decisions and it's not your fault. Whoever they turn out to be, whoever we turn out to be, whether it's good people or bad people, it's not your fault. You taught us the best that you knew with what you had at the time. You taught us what you thought was the best. And then we learn on our own. We decide to do life. And we decide who we are going to be. I think
1: that is a lesson that I had to unlearn myself now. A lot of people will always say, you know, the whole apple doesn't fall far from the tree type of thing. Just because you learn certain things from that parent, you know, from your parents, doesn't mean that you're anything like them.
0: But in separating yourself from family sometimes comes the family who isn't blood. And those people sometimes can become more meaningful than your own blood relatives and more important and more, you feel more secure and more yourself because they know you. They got to know who you are, this new version of yourself, this new version aside from your parents. And those, I think those are the most meaningful relationships, like your partner, your best friends, your close friends, you know, those people mean so much to me. Because they get to see me now. They got to see my struggle from unlearning my habits as as a child and how hard it was to get to to where I am now and the journey that it took to get here. And they were there to support me the entire way. And that to me means so much. So sometimes we have to kind of let go of our blood family, but we end up with a beautiful not blood-related family if we let it happen and if we let those people in our beautiful little chosen family remember that setting boundaries with your family it's not something that happens out of the blue it's not something that happens out of nowhere you don't you're not 10 years old and you're like i need to set boundaries with my family right now like it doesn't happen that way there's so much work that goes into it maybe i mean if there's a 10 year old that can be that emotionally intelligent i mean props to you but i was not that 10 year old It took so much work to get here. It took so much work to realize what I wanted and what I needed and to be able to set boundaries. That took a lot of time, a lot of years, a lot of talking, a lot of reflecting, a lot of asking myself hard questions. And it was beneficial for me to protect my mind from some of that
1: negative energy that they put out. I believe our parents and most parents, like we we say, do the best that they can with the cards that they're dealt. But like we said, it takes time to unlearn so many things like traumatic habits and cultural taboos and, you know, all of these old fashioned mindsets and traditions and try to leave that behind. I believe it takes a lot of time to put in work and be honest with yourself. And, you know, really reflect and look at all of these habits all of these lessons all of these taboos and really sit there and think is this what i want to put into my life is this what i want to incorporate you know in my behavior in my values in my beliefs and that's when you'll really start to open all of the other questions that follow and really look at yourself and really then know who you're supposed to be wow and on that beautiful note
0: girlies We're going to say goodbye. Hope you enjoyed this episode.
1: So girlies, like always, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to leave us any questions, comments, or any stories that you guys have at our Instagram at girlsnightpodcast underscore. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok at girlsnightpodcast. And we'll see you girlies next Thursday for the next girls Girls Night. night. Girls night.